Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, where we're taking a look at yet another episode of What If. That's right, this is the weekly show where we react to each episode of What If. And oh my god, zombies this week. As always, miss me as my co-host, Mitch. How are you doing today? Is this the darkest piece of MCU content we've ever gotten? Just this series as a whole is such a bummer in the best way. Yeah, we keep being like, man, last week was dark, but this week, it just keeps happening. Literal zombies! I need a little levity from my MCU, but this is bringing the... Yeesh. Yeah. I guess, like, the, the closest only... thing One we've second. gotten to, like, a dark MCU thing is Infinity War, where every half of the universe is dead at the end of it. We also got Thor the Dark World, where everything is just in dark, muted tones for some reason. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sure that's not the dark you were going for, but eh, my close head enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, this week, though, it is the episode off of Marvel Zombies, which I don't know about you, Mitch, but when What If was being announced and they showed off all those trailers, this was easily like my most anticipated episode. I absolutely Me too. I, love I, Marvel Zombies. I, yeah, I read the original comic run. I absolutely love every weird little What If thing that you can do with zombies in the in the Marvel Universe and seeing it come into the MCU, something special. Yeah. I highly recommend, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy Marvel in general, to check out Marvel Zombies. Uh, it's dark. It's depressing. But it also has some of the best character moments of all of Marvel, <laughs> somehow. A lot, of, a lot of which are echoed in this episode. I feel like they captured a lot of the really interesting things about Marvel Zombies, the comic run, in and and just shit, like framed it in the MCU, and it worked beautifully. Yeah, it's really interesting, and it definitely took some uh, some major notes from that, specifically that heroes could use their powers even if they were zombies. Oh, warning you now! Full spoilers for this and every other What If episode. We just get right into it. We are warning you now: spoilers whole way through. Right. Uh, a couple of other things is that in the comic, they keep a zombified version of Janet Van Dyne's head to experiment on. And here we get Paul Rudd uh, reprising his role as Scott Lang as an unzombified head, uh, which I thought was a really neat tie back into the original comic. An unzombified head that just makes dad jokes. Which I really, I, I want to know what Paul Rudd's process was here. Like, was he given the jokes? Did he just go into the the sound and be like, hey, we need you to ad-lib for 25 minutes of dad jokes related to zombies and being just ahead and go. Yeah, here's and the he situation. Just, just do your thing. I can really see it being either way. Nah. I really hope it's him ad-libbing, but I'm sure some of that was was given to him. But yeah, his his performance getting the like. Oh, man. Like if you had told me when they were starting the MCU back with Iron Man, that the first mention of Uncle Ben in the MCU would be in an animated episode of Marvel Zombies, I would have died happy. Yeah, we actually heard those words. What? I did not think we were ever going to hear the name Uncle Ben. Neither like, did I. Ever. But here we are, and I freaking love it. I love that Peter is, like, the main 
character of this. Like, he is the one that you will grow to love. And I absolutely adore Peter and Hope's relationship. Yeah, shout out to Hudson Thames, who did the voice. I, off, Like, right away, I kind of suspected that uh, Tom Holland wouldn't be back for this, and this just confirms it. Mm-hmm. But I think he, uh, like, Hudson, that is, took the role, and he did a very good Tom Holland impression. Uh, but he kind of gave it its own thing. He added a lot of emotion to this character because there's a lot that we like a lot of deep stuff we get into with Peter in this episode of, yeah, I've literally lost everything. I can't lose anyone else. Like it's tough being a bug. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Okay. Uh, let's yeah, actually, let's talk about the cast of like survivors for this. Um, Bruce Banner kind of being our entry point to it. Hope Van Dyne, Peter, the cloak of levitation really gets its own spot. Cause God damn, I forgot how funny that cloak can be. It's so good. Um, Bucky, Okoye, Sharon Carter, um, Happy and Kurt, who I did not expect to see of all of the characters from the MCU. One of the side guys from Ant-Man. <laughs> The whole opening, mo- like not opening montage, but the um, like the short film that Peter puts together on how to survive the zombie apocalypse that him and Kurt are narrating and just trying to explain how they ended up in this situation, how the characters are there. The the whole thing of like their uh, like their um, I can't remember what it was, like the um, the the lower thirds that would come up be like, oh, yeah, his strengths are that he's uh, got a metal arm or uh, yep. skills. For Sharon Carter included eulogies because she gave the eulogy at Peggy Carter's funeral in Civil War. It's just little nods like that that tie it into the wider MCU made it so much fun. And on this point, we have to talk about Bucky in the shower. <laughs> just Bucky oh, yeah. in the shower. That's all. Just nearly strangling Kurt, mm-hmm. which, you know, on point, on also, brand. So you know that the fandom went crazy for Bucky in the shower. An animated Bucky, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, it's the closest that that group, of th- that part of the fandom is ever going to get, and you know it. Yeah, it's also very, very true. Um, just a, a shout-out to the animators at Marvel, because throughout this series, I've said that the shots that have had to rely on existing uh, material in the MCU, like shot-for-shot remakes, things like that, have, haven't really, like, they haven't nailed it for me as a viewer. And the opening shot of Hulk getting zapped down to Earth, just like at the beginning of Infinity War, shot for shot, like with the the, the turning in of the New York skyline, him flying through the, the window in the Sanctum Sam- Sanctorum, all that looked amazing. I, I'm sorry for everything I said to the animation team behind Marvel's What If, because that, maybe it's just for me, they were imitating earlier, or recreating earlier films, and now that we're getting closer to like the current MCU and the the color and pop we get from those sets, maybe that's why I'm I, I appreciate it more here than in previous episodes of What If. But that whole shot for shot remake and that opening was was really really well done. Yeah, everything about the lighting and animation in this one, especially the lighting. Like I mention it every week of specifically lighting in this. But and we'll talk about the actual story of us here in a bit. All of the lighting around Wanda was terrifying. Baba Yaga in the flesh. Like, I actually felt like I was watching a horror movie with this 30 minutes. And that was so terrifying to me. Yeah, it it was meant to make you feel uncomfortable. The last episode with the Doctor Strange, 
it had moments that were meant to make you feel uncomfortable. There's just something that's off-putting about this series, and I feel like it's a, a testament to the writing and the creative team behind the show that throughout this, we felt this sense of unease, which I feel and hope somewhere down the line will culminate in something that kind of ties them all together without tying them all together, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. of we've had these feelings that they've been able to, to elicit from their viewers throughout all these episodes. There needs to be a payoff to that at the end where there's a reason we felt that way, why we felt uneasy. Maybe it's that the watcher's a, a pedo or a real big creep. I don't know. But something about the whole way that it's being presented has me feeling uneasy. And I'm hoping there's some payoff to that later on in the series. Is it like kind of by definition the watcher a creep? Maybe not a pedo though. Definitely I might not. have gone too far with that. I apologize to Jeffrey Wright because he's a hum beautiful human being. Uh, the watch is a different. Yeah, I, I I feel like there's got to be a reason that they're making us want to feel this way. Yeah, it's this is the dark multiverse in a whole of this is a direct reference to DC comics, but it is these are the negative ways things can go, and that's I love that they're showing us that like. Episode three, everybody dies. Episode four, everybody dies. Episode five, everybody, everybody dies. dies. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh, okay. Come and get it. Um, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, it, it's interesting, too, the way that this ended specifically, like this episode ended, and I, I know we'll get to the plot and everything that happened, but knowing that this world just is over... Um, Makes me wonder, like, thinking back to Loki and what we saw with that, the way the multiverse was being pruned, this is just a timeline they would have let run its course because it ends in an apocalyptic event where the whole world is gone. So it's just like, it's it's so dour. It's so, like, you you have such hope at moment. Like, it, it's any good zombie film. Like, like you said, this is a horror episode. This is a horror show because... It makes you feel the feelings you feel in those shows. Uh, Okoye specifically with uh, uh, Denai. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna. I don't want to butcher her name. I gotta go look it up. Uh, Denai Guerrera. Um, her experience on The Walking Dead probably helped with how she delivered her performance in this episode because there is a sense of hopelessness. There's oh, a sense is. of impending dread that just permeates this whole episode. That it was totally a return to form for her. She did. She was so good in this. Everyone was like, the only one I didn't love. Like the performances were great. The only one I didn't love was Bruce. Um. See, I I thought Mark Ruffalo did a great job. The only one for me that I felt kind of didn't hit the way I wanted it to hit was uh, Kurt. Actually, I feel like a lot of that felt it didn't. It it felt like it contrasted to the other performances throughout the episode for me, at least I guess once Bruce got into it more, it was better, but like that initial, like, Whoa, when he sees yeah, Tony's I, a I, zombie, I hated that line. And you know what? I think that goes back to my point from earlier of the stuff that we're used to from the MCU. So when there's that sense of familiarity, specifically with that scene, because it is recreating the initial shots from infinity war and it's, it's subverting the expectation we have about something we've already seen. And I don't know about you, but like I've probably seen infinity war two or three dozen times. Cause I have no life and I love Marvel, yes, <laughs> um, but seeing, seeing that shift from what we're expected 
for me, it, it like it's probably just the the super fan in me of that wasn't delivered quite the way I expected because of how I know it was uh, delivered in live action. But as soon as you get Paul or um, not Paul Fred, as soon as you get Mark Ruffalo out of that situation that he's already performed at least once in live action, that we really get to see him shine in this episode. So I do agree with you on that point. But I think just as a whole, the one that kind of didn't jive with me throughout the entirety of the episode was Kurt. Yeah, I guess the only reason for me that I was with Kurt was I didn't really ever care. Like, and I know it sounds terrible, but I did not give a crap about this character. Because, you know, he's side by side with Peter and Happy, which is one of the best duos in Mar- Marvel Comics. Bucky just being Bucky, Achille just being Chloe, Sharon being working with Happy and them having a camaraderie. Sharon just, Sharon just being there. <laughs> Man, she just... Sharon... It's so so chop liver in this episode. Yeah, it, it's kind of tough to like. I I'm surprised that we had as many. I mean, knowing it's a what if story and that most of these characters aren't making it out of the episode, um, I'm surprised how early we started losing characters and how many we lost by the end of it. Yeah. Then also just like how gruesome some of those deaths were, like chopping Captain America Captain America in half was not what I expected. With his own we, shield. We finally, for the first time in the MCU, because there's no way in hell they would have done this in live action, got a character with the ability to shrink, expand, to pop something, as Hope is covered in Sharon, and that was gross. Right. It, I'm yeah, glad I they guess stuck this is, it in animation. This also like confirmed with us that, yeah, also, by the way, the Wasp can go giant. Like, Oh yeah, there's that too. There's so many interesting things that they did of, like, everyone's like, I want to see this happen. Well, now you finally have seen it happen. It's just, yeah, oh, by the way, it's also during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, one one last thing I want to say before we get into the plot and recap and, you know, continuing to, you know, throw all our praise at Marvel for doing this really out there thing that they didn't need to do, but they did anyway. Um, I, had, I had my qualms with Sebastian Stan's performance in the first episode of the series, the Captain Carter episode. I think here, his delivery for this episode phenomenal i think it, he he knocked it out of the park anything i said on that first episode i take it all back sebastian stan knows how to voice act and this episode proves it. <laughs> yeah it clearly was the direction of the first episode was different um very specifically yeah. the director like brian andrews wanted something different for that one yeah um speaking of that yeah uh bucky freaking breaks my heart in this episode um oh more than once very specifically, when Akoye just, we're full spoilers here, chops Falcon in half. Yeah. And he just doesn't care. It's like, I should care, but I don't. Which just, their their whole rivalry thing they had going in the MCU at this point in the timeline. So much fun, and I'm glad they were able to kind of sneak a joke in there to to reinforce how they felt at this point in the timeline. Yeah, you can tell that was in there just to make everyone feel sad after having watched uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Also, shout out to IMDb for absolutely spoiling a the final scene in this episode with the first photo in IMDb <laughs> for this episode is Zombie Thanos. Because, yeah. yeah, thanks. Zombie Way Thanos was also trending on Twitter today. Was it? Yeah. Um, so I stayed off Twitter all day. Well, most of the day I was very careful when I used it because I didn't get a chance to watch this until right before we recorded. So I am fresh. I'm ready to go. Griffin hit me with that plot. 
yeah, the plot of this one. So it's really this one's really interesting because this is like entirely a unique plot as opposed to the couple other ones that are deviations. Um, the whole idea behind this one is that when uh, Janet sent or when Hank Pym goes to the quantum realm yeah. to find Janet Van Dyne, uh, she has been infected with a quantum virus. Um, this is. It's just the MCU way of putting the zombie virus into the world. Um, so she uh, turns Hank into a zombie. They proceed to murder the shit out of uh, out of Ant Man. <laughs> like that did not look that looked very painful. Yeah. Uh, and then the virus spreads around the world. Um, but the interesting thing to me is that each each of these episodes are kind of loosely based around the plot of one of the movies, like you know, Captain Carter's the Captain America, the child behind Star Lord's Guardians, and Black Panther. This one's loosely based around Infinity War. Yeah, and I forgot that about three minutes into this. Uh, into this, yeah. Once show. they once they leave that that first scene in New York, there's no reason to remember that this is framed around Infinity War. Like, straight up, when Thanos shows up at the end, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was what the plot was. <laughs> Just did not remember that. So, yeah. Um, virus spreads around the world. Um, bring us two weeks later to the only survivors there. Bruce comes crashing down. Um, same way as Infinity War. Uh, but there's nobody there. Streets are empty. It's terrifying. And then a couple members of the Black Order show up and proceed to be eaten and zombified by... Uh, Tony, who, you know what, looks about how I expected it as a zombie. And then Doctor Strange and Wong, who are absolutely terrifying as zombies. Strange is missing an eye because, of course. Yeah, it's, um, and Wong's, like, eating the arm of one of the Black Order members as we see him for the first time. Yeah. Like, they, um, they, they put the stakes right in front of you of this is what's going down. <laughs> Yeah, it went down real quick. Yeah, in the span of two weeks. Um, which also is like, oh yeah, I totally forgot that that's the timeline for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp in Infinity War. Yeah, it's almost, it's, it's essentially another uh, crazy Nick Fury week like he had uh, leading up to the first Avengers film. Yeah, you really got to feel bad for Scott Lang with the order of those events, right? Like, under house arrest, save the world get out of house arrest, perform an experiment, and then immediately you're into endgame. <laughs> yep. Um but yeah, so the yeah, he uh he runs off, gets saved by the cloak of rotation, and then I think it was a Koye that saves him here. I don't know, I don't remember. Um but yeah, he meets the uh the camp, uh Hope, Peter, all the people I mentioned earlier. I love this camp. I love that. I think, it, I think it was Hope that saved him because didn't she like she yeah. got big and then zapped Tony's head clean off? That's right. Yeah, freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm. I look at you like we both agree if we have to do the plot for this one because the plot is so damn good. It's, oh my god, dude! Like I know we haven't been doing plot, but this one needs it. This one absolutely needs it, uh, and it's a quick plot too. Um, but yeah, it's they're all up there. We his orientation, and that's when we meet Okoye. Um, who's basically being like, yo, we got to go. Uh, we're getting a signal, um, possible cure out in New the, Jersey. Before we see Okoye, we get the aforementioned, uh, vlog about how to survive the zombie apocalypse with Peter and Kurt, which kind of is reminiscent of the opening, uh, 
of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming where he did the vlog of the Civil War airport fight. And oh my God, did we not need this? But oh my God, did we need this? Because those, like I said, those lower thirds were great. It brings, like, if we hadn't had this, you bring in characters like Happy, Sharon, uh, Kurt even, there are going to be audience members that don't remember these characters because one, the animation is great, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not not one-to-one. So these characters need, like, you need to know who you're looking at. Um, also, shout out to Happy for finding that repulsor hand watch from thing Civil War. from Civil War and I guess making it better because that would only do like one. It didn't shoot repulsor. It did like. You got to yeah, assume like, at that point that like Tony had upgraded it and given it to him or something. That's what I, I would know. assume. But also Happy has the best, one of the my favorite lines in this, of, even in the zombie apocalypse or just when you thought the zombie apocalypse couldn't get any worse, we have to go to Jersey. <laughs> like that's he's right, also, folks. Happy uh, Hogan is a New Yorker through and through. <laughs> well, he's also wearing a T-shirt for some reason. To, what does it say? I'm not single. I'm saving myself for Thor. I'm saving myself for Thor. Yeah. Which, please, just those two interacting is enough for me. Yeah, it was this in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we could we could possibly get it. Anyways, we've um, got more what if episodes. That is true. They go. They're driving along. Um, they get scared. Happy gets happy. Still driving. Um, get scared by a zombie, and they make the van go big. I love that van from Ant Man and the Wasp. It's awesome. I was worried because when you see this giant, I'm like, oh god, it's uh, it's Hank or it's Scott. But no, they're just little. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I we need to bring it back for a second because he just reminded me of something. Uh, the reason the virus spread so quickly was because the Avengers tried to step in and save people. And man, does Captain America go out like a bitch. I mean, Hank, also real smart for a zombie of getting little and biting him in the neck. <laughs> um, I guess they also re- are, like they reconciled with Black Panther because there were like all of the Avengers were not working together. But I guess the zombie apocalypse is enough to... Uh, to bring them back together similarly to how they tried to get back together for the um, for Thanos, the Thanos thing. But also I don't like the fact that they shaved Steve Rogers for this. I'm just going to say it. Steve with beard in infinity war better than Steve in any other MCU thing ever. You can at me wherever you need to, but that's how I feel. See, I agree until he puts the helmet on. I don't like helmet and beard for him. It's just, it's not a good look. Anyways, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So yeah, they go to uh, Grand Central Station. They're going to get on a uh, subway train over, but it's all busted up. So uh, their plan is to put a put on the brakes. Spidey is going to web it and basically slingshot it, uh, and that should give it enough um, juice to power on and do the thing. Yeah, kudos to Peter for thinking about that with uh, in a high-pressure situation, because that's a really ingenious way to get this thing going. Because, yeah, here's a reminder, folks. Peter Parker is a genius. I feel like this gets forgotten a lot. Yeah, the, fa- the fact that uh, Banner is willing to just, you know, yeet himself and let the the small group of heroes leave to go to Wakanda is partially because Peter real smart. Yeah, very smart. Honestly, probably one of the smartest people in the MCU once he actually grows up. Um, as they're fighting there, uh, they get ambushed. Um, Happy gets attacked by Hawkeye uh, and promptly turned into a zombie and then killed by Sharon, 
who also kills Hawkeye, I think. It doesn't matter. Zombie Hawkeye looking cool, though. Yeah, Hawkeye real, real, uh, real sly there, too, with his arrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. With, like, the grappling hook arrow and just pulls him in. It's cool. Yeah, when I saw that, I wasn't sure if it was him or Widow. And then the reveal of the second arrow is like, yep, no, that's Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, pulls him back in. She kills them. Uh, she's going to be fine. At this point, uh, the Falcon also attacks. Okoye promptly kills him, cutting him in half. Bucky feels no remorse. I get angry at Bucky. You never knew what could have been. Um, just as Peter's, though, about to get attacked by the zombies, that's when he lets go. They do the thing. And uh, this slingshot is really cool. Very much so. Just barely saving him. Um, they're all starting to relax. Oh. And this is when we get a down moment. Hope I mean, we get the cape saving Spidey as the train slingshots away, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, everybody's like, it's a good look on you, man. And I both loved this and also hated that we only got like a second of this. Yeah, the fact that they're, aren't they doing like a full Hot Toys version of this zombie hunter Spider-Man? Yeah. See, again, this, I, I, we are, all of this has to be leading up to some sort of team up that involves zombie hunting Spider-Man because you don't go through all the trouble to make a $200, $300 figure out of this guy for the, what, 30 seconds he's in the damn cape? Not to mention that like in the official what if like thumbnail on Disney Plus, there is Spider-Man in the levitation cape. Yeah. We're going to get more of it. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. Um, Yeah, hopes like it's a good look on you when they have this moment of bonding. And Peter's like, actually mentions Uncle Ben. Talks about, yeah, you know, if that awesome line from Aunt May of, if we stop smiling, we die too. Like, just this super, yeah. super sweet touching moment between all of them. Um, and again, the first moment where Peter recognizes, you know, he's lost his parents, his uncle, he's lost a lot, and this has only made it worse. Yeah, this is the first time he really addresses his parents, too. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of character uh, development for Spider-Man here, which is funny, because mm-hmm. that's actually how, like, it works in Marvel Zombies as well. Yeah. Peter gets a lot of character development in Marvel Zombies, folks. Um, At this point... um. Bucky realizes something, he hears thumping or something. He and Sharon go to investigate, and it is Cap. Uh, which, in case you didn't know, Zombie Cap, cool. That's like the promo for this was Zombie Cap. Um, throws a shield, he catches it, throws it back, chops him in half, coming off the bridge. But not before um, Sharon could, was turned by him. I love that Bucky just... <laughs> grabs her with his middle arm and throws her just like let me deal with this guy first it's like you got nothing on me mm-hmm. and then yeah at some point in here janet flies into sharon's mouth and then grows big and pops her that's two characters now that have been popped in what if and i'm not sure that i want this to keep going i mean it could be like the uh the phase one thing where it was a lost arm but the what if thing is popped characters yeah fair this also gives a lot not, more but... credence to the Ant-Man up Thanos' butthole method that everybody wanted. Just saying. What he should have done. Uh, yeah, they get off to Jersey, out into the military base, where they discover it was Vision sending out the message. Uh, his Mind Stone uh, repulses the zombies. It can even reverse the virus. We then see Scott's head in a jar. 
He's making really great jokes. Um, Bucky then goes kind of exploring in the base and finds T'Challa without a leg, which I was not expecting to see him in this uh, episode. Yeah, I got to do a better job of covering the lower third when I watch these episodes because the opening credits say who's in the episode, which it included Chadwick Boseman, I believe. Um, but I'd rather just not know which characters are going to pop in and, and uh, surprise us because I think that's one of the best things about comics is and these characters and the, the, the fact they're doing this in animation, they can really do whatever they want with it. And knowing those characters are coming makes it uh, it lessens the impact just a bit. Man, dude, you got to do what I do. Just totally dissociate your way through the opening credits. It's hard because you know what's coming. I am so just like not paying attention during the opening credits scroll. <laughs> I am not there. Anyways. Um, yeah, he finds T'Challa dismembered. It turns out Vision has been cutting him up and feeding him to an infected Wanda. Which does also tie into the zombie comic because in the comic, in a very similar fashion, Hank Pym does it with has T'Challa held hostage and is feeding him to... Uh, I don't remember who he's feeding him to, but... this he feeding um, himself that? I don't know, remember. This, this episode gets fucked up. I'm just going to say. Yeah. This is possibly the most fucked up it gets. Uh, I'd argue that the closing does more, but yeah. maybe that's me. Regardless, you remember how they said that they didn't want to do the um, Spider-Man turning into an actual to, and turning into Man Spider episode because it was too dark. Yeah, this is worse. This is so freaking dark. You could have done that. Also, what were your plans for that if that was darker than this? Yeah. Like, come on. Um. So yeah, uh, he rescues Bucky, uh, and Vision's like, you fucked up, man, get him back there, we need to keep, keep Wanda in check, Wanda zombie is terrifying, like, you do not know what you have done, like, this is the first time I've ever actually seen Vision worried. Um, I, I, I love the reverse, the reversal here of knowing that Vision is doing anything he can to keep Wanda alive, similarly to what she did in WandaVision to keep him alive. And just, we'll get to it, and we can kind of skim over it, but that moment where she realizes that he's dead, even as a zombie, and it hits her, it's like, oh, yeah. no matter where these two end up in their timeline, they don't get their happy ending, and it breaks my heart every goddamn time. Yeah, I love it, and also, I love it and hate it at the same time. I'm still fucking pissed at Vision for this, though. I mean, yeah. Like, you traumatic fuck. Like, you should have known that, A, that was going to set off Wanda and make it even harder for the rest of them to get out of there. Like, wait at least till they're on the plane. Because, two, that's the only thing keeping all the zombies away from them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they run off. Uh, at this point, it is, oh yeah, Bucky stays to uh, deal with Wanda. Uh, he, he did. Yeah. He very did. Uh, so at this point, it's just Peter, Viz, um, floating head of Scott Lang, 
because at this point the levitation cloak has picked him up and I love that. Um, and T'Challa. I think I said Banner in there, but yeah, Banner. Uh, Banner stays be. Oh yeah, Vision kills himself, uh, giving them the Mind Stone. Uh, because he wants to help them. He feels guilty for what he's done, but he cannot leave her. Uh, and this causes uh, Wanda to freak the fuck out. Uh, as well as for all the other zombies to come in. Uh, they get on the plane, uh, but they're not able to get away from Wanda. Uh, when until the Hulk starts fighting her. Yeah, Banner realizes that they can't pierce his skin because he has Hulk skin. And is finally able to convince the big guy to come out and help. And we get this great fight between the Hulk and zombie Scarlet Witch, which is just never something I expected to see, but something that left me with jaw agape during this scene. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, like the horror stuff and this quick plot recap doesn't really encapsulate it well enough. Everything with Wanda is utterly terrifying. Um, They get out of there and Scott jinxes it. And that's when giant zombie wasp stands up and grabs the ship. Uh, but they turn the thrusters on and get out of there. Um, Scott has a moment of sadness and being like, that's twice now that she's saved my life. Uh, and they take off to Wakanda to broadcast the Mind Stone's energy across the planet to save everybody. And they have this awesome moment of hope between the, uh, the three of them. Um, we get some joking here, some laughs, you know, this is that season finale of like the walking dead vibe, but like one of the good yeah. season finales, not one of the depressing ones. So you mean like the majority of them that are bad and not the like two that were good. Hush. Um, it's ain't a walking dead podcast, but if you want to throw it down, I will throw it down. <laughs> Quiet you for <laughs> belittling my point, but being a hundred percent correct. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they're, they're going off to Wakanda, but we get a quick look at Wakanda, and there is another zombified horde led by Zombie Thanos, who is, yeah, easily the most terrifying-looking zombie, and he has four of the five Infinity Stones, and they're bringing him the last one. Well, five of the six. Or five of the six, yeah. I hope we get a part two, man. I... I... What I can see is if we are getting this team up at the end and the watcher intervenes to pull zombie fighting Peter Parker out of this universe is we get a scene of them trying to fight this horde of zombies and Thanos is there just wrecking everything and just eating everybody. And uh, in the most gruesome way possible, which it's Disney and Marvel. So probably not that gruesome. Um, But I, I do think that, these scenes that the watcher is going to intervene to pull these heroes out of their specific timelines. Um, one of those could be a gruesome fight in Wakanda between the three surviving heroes and the butt ton of zombies. Yeah. I really honestly just want to see more Peter and the limelight like this of not only does like he have a place in this team, but everyone looks up to him. And I love that. They're like, how are you so goddamn positive kid? I just exist. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> He's like, this is just who I am. Now, this was an amazing episode. This was easily my favorite. Oh, yeah, me too. I think week after week, it, this show is getting stronger and stronger, and I can't see, can't wait to see what they do with the last four episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. With that, I think this is about where we should wrap up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Mitch, where can people find us? 
You can find us all over the Twitters at D plus us. If you have any recommendations for content you'd like to see us cover, if you want to come on, be a guest of the show, please do reach out. We love having new people on to talk all the things we love about Disney plus and us. <laughs> and remember folks to check out our other episodes. If you're interested in more Marvel content, we just released an episode all about Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings which is an amazing movie y'all should go check out if you can. And if you feel safe doing so at the very least, check out if our not, podcast. Yeah, it'll be, it should come to Disney plus in October. So if you got to put that one aside, wait, see the movie, come back, listen to, to that Shang-Chi episode. Tell us about everything we got wrong because we had to do it with only seeing it in theaters, yep. which meant not me pausing it every three seconds to take notes. Mm-hmm. Where apparently my wife there's a John, absolutely loves. Apparently there's a Johnny Ace reference in that movie. Um, I saw that on Twitter today. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Keep an eye out that. For, keep an eye out next week for the next episode of What If. Um, There was one more thing I wanted to say, but don't remember what it was. So we're just going to end it there. Um, thank you for listening, folks. We will see you all next week. So until then, have a magical day.